0: Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Hey, we're really glad you're here tonight to worship with us. We are just honored you're with us, especially if it's your first time here. Really glad you're with us. Uh, You know, maybe uh, you're even listening to this at a different time. You listen to the podcast uh, we're honored that you would uh, kind of be in and listen in with us here as well. We, the last week, last week we, uh, we've been looking at Jesus. And we landed on the point uh, of this, that Jesus is fully man and fully God. We've really just stopped and we've been looking at Jesus every single week and just saying that Jesus is. And we're going to kind of fill in the blank. And where we landed last week when we talked about Jesus being fully God and fully man. Is this that he became like us to save us? And this week we are going to continue to focus on Jesus. And uh, just know we do this often around here. Uh, all through the Scripture, the Bible uses uh, these really cool word pictures, I like to illustrate truths about who Jesus is. And tonight is is no different. So tonight, for the next few minutes, uh, we're going to look at the truth that Jesus is my shepherd. You see, all through scripture god uses this imagery that he's our shepherd and we're his sheep even if you've never had sheep or you've never been a shepherd which probably most of us haven't uh we, we kind of get what a shepherd does right i mean he, he takes care of the the sheep we understand the relationship now he, here's what we need to know when it talks about sheep like everything i read about him and i actually called um one of a guy that goes to church here. One of my friends named Philip Cashwell. He had a herd of sheep. I went over to his house once and I looked out in the field and there was a bunch of white things and it was just a bunch of sheep. So this sheep. So this week I called him and I'm like, hey, I've read a lot in all these Bible books about what sheep do. Like I just don't know if it's totally legit and totally true because all of the Bible books, like you read of of what we're gonna look at in John, like they tell you these things that sheep aren't very smart. That sheep are, like, afraid of their own uh, reflection. Like, sheep are just very, they're not very smart. Like, if one will walk off of a cliff, like, the next one will just be like, well, uh, little Bo Peep walked off, so I guess I am next. And they'll just keep, like, it's just crazy. They think they're very smart. They need a shepherd. They need protection. I just asked Philip this, and he said, yeah, that's that's the way they were. I would feed them every night. Every night, I would, it, I would go out and feed them, and as I'd go into the barn, he would call them with a whistle, and they knew the whistle. They knew they, they could hear his voice. They could hear the whistle. They knew the whistle. They'd come into the barn every night, and he says every night they were in there, they act like they never saw me before, like they were crazy afraid every night like like i'm this nice guy i'm the shepherd who's been feeding you every night but i I don't know if jesus is is is, uh, he's saying something about us and i I don't know if it's a compliment but it's where we find ourselves because i think we're a lot like sheep like sheep they know how to wander away from the flock and many times like it's so easy i have in my life and there's even moments now where uh, like there's some moments like if jesus is this music stand and I'm really close, but there's times in my life, especially really early on in my life, where, man, I would just wander away from Jesus. And then I'd see a couple more sheep over here, and I've got some more friends, whatever it may be, and I would just work my way away from Jesus. And then there's sometimes I would my way back to Jesus, and it's just one of these things, like it, it's many times what our spiritual life looks like. Sometimes we're super close to Jesus, the shepherd, and other times we we like to wander. That's just what, what sheep do, and I hate when I do that. I, I don't want to wander from Jesus, but like sheep, we need a shepherd. And that's what Jesus is really going to tell us tonight, is this, hey, I just want you to know uh, you've got a shepherd. We need Jesus. In John chapter 10, what we're going to look at tonight, John, Jesus tells this story that illustrates this relationship that he wants with you. Like he wants with you personally as your shepherd, as my shepherd. Like he just wants this this relationship with us. And it's it's just really, really beautiful uh, things that he talks about here. Here's what he says. He starts off here and he tells us right off the bat what kind of shepherd he is. And he says this, I am the good shepherd. He didn't say like I'm Decent. Sometimes I'm good. Like sometimes I'm, I'm an okay shepherd. Sometimes I'm washing the sheep. Other times I'm napping. No, he says this. He says I am the good shepherd. And here's how we know that he's good. Like he does something really, really important that a shepherd should do. He says uh, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Like that's how good of a shepherd he is. He says that I will protect my flock. I will protect you at all costs, That I will lay my life down. And we know that's what Jesus does. He lays his life down. Jesus is, is, is he says this, Ain't nothing happened to my baby, right? I am, I'm going to watch out for my sheep. I'm going to take care. Now contrast this, he contrasts this with another thing. If you go into the next verse, he talks about there's a shepherd, and then there's, in this parable, there's a hired hand. Like this is the part time shepherd that the that, that that somebody hires to take care of a sheep. And and there's a big difference when it comes to the hired hand. The hired hand is not the shepherd. He doesn't own the sheep. So when he sees he sees trouble, he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and run away. Then the wolf attacks and the flock scatters it and the man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I mean, this dude, he he doesn't own the sheep. He doesn't have a relationship with the sheep. He's This dude's like, I'm just getting a paycheck. I'm just here to get a paycheck. I really don't care about them. It's like, it's not worth my life. Like if, the, if the wolf's coming for me, it's not worth dying for. Uh, it's like, I don't really own it, so I'm not going to take care of it. It's like when you get your first car. Like, when I got my first car, it wasn't anything nice, but I wanted to keep it as nice as I could. So when I get in and we make runs to, to McDonald's or Wendy's or Taco Bell, whatever it may be, on a, on a food run, like some people always, like some of my friends, always wanted to leave their trash in my car. And every time I'd be like, "Dude, you, Pete, get your junk and get it out of my car." I know it's not the nicest car in on the block, but get your trash out of my car. And he, you know, Pete didn't care because it's not his car. Like he, you know, it's same thing. Like I'll get in uh, with uh, Michael. He's one of uh, he's eleven year old son. And for some reason, every time he gets in the car, he's like, uh, "Here's the dash." I'm like, "What? Who do you get your stinky feet off of my?" Off the dash, like, who do you think you are? Are you the boss, like, putting your your feet up on the desk here? But it's not, he doesn't own the car, so he doesn't treat it the way I treat it because I care about how my car looks. I want to keep it clean. You see, people don't care about stuff that's not theirs. We just will not take as good care of it. We just won't. We'll let it run down. We don't care about things that really aren't ours. And we find the hired hand who's just watching the sheep this way. sees a wolf coming. He's like, I'm out. I'm not trying to fight that thing off. I'm done. I'm moving away. It's just a job for this dude. The wolf's coming, and he moves away. He's not risking his life, but Jesus is not like that. You see, the good shepherd says this. Oh, there's a wolf coming? Well, you better bring it on, because you're not taking any of my sheep. Let's go. Let's dance. You want to bite? You want to snarl? You want to howl? Like That's not going to happen in my pasture with my sheep. Because he knows what wolves do, and he says that's not going to happen. So he fights the wolves, and he he saves the sheep. And it cost him, in our story, his life. And I know tonight you're thinking, well, what does that have to do to me, man? Like, there's really no wolves after me. It's a pretty safe place, you know. Like, there's not a lot of wolves after me. But I want to tell you tonight, there's at least three wolves that Jesus lays down his life to save us from. At least three. There's more than that. But I want to talk about three big ones that all of us have to deal with. The first one is sin. The wolf of sin is after us, and it says this in 1 John, I'm sorry, in John chapter 1, verse 29, it says this, Behold the Lamb of God, this Lamb, remember we're talking about, that takes away the sin of the world. Remember, Jesus came like us, he becomes a sheep, he becomes the Lamb of God, just like we talked about fully man, fully God. He becomes a sheep to lay down his life for us, the flock, his sheep. And sin is this wolf that can destroy, man. It it loves to destroy. It loves to cut us off from God. It loves to mess up our relationships with our friends. It loves to jack up our relationship with our parents. Sin would love to mess up a dating relationship. Sin would love to do whatever it can and get between anything it can because sin wants to separate, and it wants to separate us from the shepherd. Jesus came in the world to draw the wolf of sin off of us, and unto himself, to die in the place of his sheep. The good shepherd sacrifices himself for the flock. Just beautiful imagery that Jesus puts together. And if you don't think, well, that's not really that big deal of a a wolf to deal with. What's the big deal? You see, a lot of times we don't think sin's a big deal. But sin was such a big deal that it cost Jesus his life. That's a pretty big deal. Jesus says this first wolf of sin, he takes care of it on the cross. The second one is death. Death attacks everyone. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter how great or small, how rich or poor. I don't care what your SAT score is or isn't. I don't care how healthy or unhealthy every race, every man, every woman. Death is something that's coming for us. And once again, Jesus grabs the wolf of death and chokes it out. He says, no, 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 no. They may die once, but they are going to live forever that it's not this ultimate death. He says, I'm going to take care of the sheep because I am the good shepherd and the wolf of death that comes after us he says, okay, I'm going to take care of that one next. I've already slapped the, the, the wolf of, uh, of sin. the next one death, I've taken care of that one. The next one that creeps out of the woods is the wolf of judgment. You see after the wolf of death comes judgment and all of us, will stand before God in, in judgment. It says this in Hebrews 9.27. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, judgment. I mean, come on, we've all seen the... You, you've probably seen the tattoo, or you've seen the bumper sticker on the back of somebody's car, or you've seen the, uh, the tattoo on people's arms... Uh, only God can judge me. Have, have you ever seen that? Like, it's all over the place. People love that that line. Like, only God can judge me. And, and it's not the most solid theological line in the world. Like, uh, even, I don't know if you know this or not, but as Christians, we are allowed to judge other Christians. Like, you're allowed to, if you see me messing up in my life, to speak into my life and say, Brian, Brian, and we do this in love. We don't do it like, Brian, you were a sinner. What the heck are you doing? You're an idiot. That's not how we do it. But you can look at my life and then judge and say, you can step into my life and say, Brian, I'm just worried about what I'm seeing. And in love, I just I want to warn you about what's going on in your life. Now, as Christians, we're not supposed to judge non-Christians. Like, that's not what we're not supposed to be doing that. And that's like the, uh, the Bible talks about that a lot. But that's a whole another different sermon. The 100% true part of this statement is this. Only God will judge you in the end. You know, Tupac, he loved, that was one of his favorite lines, only God can judge me, and here's he was 100% right. God will judge us. All of us, whether you follow Jesus or you do not follow Jesus, at the end of time, you will stand before the judge. But here's the cool thing. As we stand before the judge, the shepherd, if we know Jesus... At the end of time, when we stand before God. Here's what the shepherd does as judgment time comes. The shepherd steps up and says this. No, 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 no. I know this one. This is my sheep. And and, and you know what? I have already paid the price for, for this sheep. I love this sheep and I've laid down my life for this sheep. You see, when it comes to judgment time, we don't have to have, like, so many people, they put their head on a pillow and they worry, like, what's going to happen when I die? Am I going to be saved? And when, when we know Jesus, when we are followers of Jesus, we, you know, the sin that we owe, the debt that he owed, Jesus pays that. The shepherd pays the, the, the penalty for the sheep. And Jesus isn't this weak shepherd. He takes care of all three of these wolves pretty easily. And it says this in John chapter 5, verse 24. In John 5, 24, he says this, truly, truly. Here's what he's telling you, truly, truly. He's like, dude, this is the truth. I'm trying to tell you the truth. That's why he says it twice, truly, truly. He's like, hey, 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 this is legit. Like, listen, this is, I'm speaking truth. I say to you, he who hears my word, that's what you're doing right now. He who hears my word and believes, I don't know if you're a believer in Jesus or not, but it's an important thing. He who believes in who sent me has eternal life. He's not coming to judgment, but he's passed out of death into life. He's saying that the shepherd on the day of judgment has you, but not only has Jesus dealt with our wolves, here's the thing, we still have a shepherd. You see, Christianity is not merely being saved from sin and death. That's not just what the the shepherd does here. It also means that he's this living shepherd to guide us in day in and day out things. It's great that he's taking care of those wolves, but he still says, hey, I I know I've taken care of the wolves if you're a believer, but um, I'm not done with you. I'm a good shepherd. And the shepherd continues to care. Here's what we find out in in John chapter 10, that Jesus knows us. Now, this is mind-blowing to me. That's a little scary, actually. It says in the Bible this, that Jesus knows your name. Like he knows you. It says in in John chapter 10 that the shepherd knows his sheep. Jesus is a good shepherd. He knows you. He knows your name. He knows everything about you. And here's the crazy part. Jesus knows everything about me and every thought that goes through my head. But here's the thing. He still loves me. He's a good shepherd. There's been times in my life where I know there's been times where I'm like, man, I'm not even worth being in the flock, God, you, I am the black sheep, I am far from you, but God still says, no, no, Brian, I love you, and I want you in my flock, and it's amazing. There's not too many people that would do that, right? There's not too many people who, who, who they knew everything about us and every thought we thought about them who would still want to be near us. He knows our temptations we struggle with. He knows what you're worried about right now. He knows the anxieties that go through your mind as school comes in or as tests comes in or as people gather around, whatever your anxiety, like whatever, he, he knows that. He knows those things that creep in. He knows your struggles. He knows whether you've had a good week or a tough month. Uh, with you, he, he knows what's happening in your family and your friendships and your singleness and your lot thought life. He knows all of that he's not an impersonal shepherd he knows you and it's mind-blowing to me and he wants us to know the shepherd more so he's given up his word he's given us opportunities to do what you're doing right now to hear more about him and how he, he wants to love and care for us another thing that jesus has done because he's a good shepherd uh, he has done this he not does he not just know you he's giving you a flock he's giving you people that here tonight the one reason Jesus established the church is so that you, you as a sheep would have a flock, other people to stand beside you. Friends and people that would, would continue to encourage you and move you on. You see, sheep display an intense, even sheep that we study, like if you were studying them as a project, sheep display an intense social instinct that allows them to bond closely to other sheep. And we have that same thing in us. Like we are supposed to grow close together we are supposed to encourage one another we are supposed to band together because it keeps us safe from from predators it keeps us safe from things that would love to come after us it helps us in our worry it helps us in our loneliness it helps us in our sin it helps us like there's this shepherd that wants us in the flock he hasn't just dealt with the wolves He's, he's he's caring for us every single day and here's what i know I know our flock here is not perfect. We're not. I know there's people who walk in and they just feel like, man, I just can't, I just don't feel like I'm part of the flock. I just don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm one of them. I just don't feel like I belong. As a shepherd, it just it just breaks my heart. So I want to encourage you as a sheep, as a flock member. Some of you were so awesome at this. You, you were includers. When somebody comes and it looks like this dude may want to hoop, you let them hoop. If it looks like this person may want to play nine score, you invite them in. You smile, like you do those things. And I want to encourage you to continue to welcome other people into our flock. So many people give up on the flock. I know sometimes because sheep bite, right? Sometimes church members hurt other church members, and it breaks my heart. But it doesn't mean we, move. we still have to come near the flock. Yeah, we've been hurt, but man, we still have to be a part of the flock. Jesus knows how important it is that we have other people in our lives and other shepherds. I'm so glad that you guys are here in a moment. You get to go to your life groups and you have adults who God has put around you as, as shepherds. And I just, I'll tell you what, as a parent, I love that my kids have a flock like you guys. I love that when my own personal kids Sadie, Hannah, and Isaac, as they walk in, like they've got, I see their eyes light up when they see some of you. I'm so glad that you guys are, my kids are part of a flock like you guys. Man, keep bringing people into the flock. I am so honored that my kids have shepherds like Stephanie and Tori. Like some of their life group leaders. I'm so honored that that Hannah has shepherds like Laura and Katie. And I'm honored that that Isaac has guys like Ethan and, and, and Travis and Charlie to look out. I'm glad. I'm so honored that they have these shepherds in their lives. You see, Jesus isn't just dealing with wolves. He's caring for us daily, even as he puts us together. Last thing tonight that Jesus wants to do, he wants to guide us. And let's just be honest, sometimes we don't want to follow the shepherd. The, the shepherd but here it says in, in John chapter 10 that the sheep know the shepherd's voice remember I was telling you about Philip he would go out he'd whistle the same way every night they'd come running because they knew that meant the shepherd was there they knew the voice there's all kinds of uh, I was reading through stories in ancient times uh, th- they tell the story of a shepherd he had this distinctive call to bring his sheep in um, and, and one time he wanted to try it with something else Some people just thought, well, it's just the clothes that the shepherd wears. So this guy who was visiting said, hey, just let me have uh, the the clothes you usually wear out there in the shepherd field. And let me have your hat. and Let me have your your staff. And let me go out and see if the sheep would follow me. And the guy went out there in the field. And the sheep did not follow the guy. But when the shepherd, the real shepherd that wasn't in his normal clothes, yelled for the sheep, they all came running. You see, as sheep, we are supposed to know the shepherd's voice. And my hope and prayer is this, that you're listening to it. Right now, you're hearing the word of God tonight. and I hope that you're you're, you're following along. You're realizing that you have this wonderful shepherd, this Jesus, who guides us through his word through moments like you are right now. And you're reminded of what God has done for us. Uh, A critical question for each of us tonight is this. you have got a good shepherd. But are you sheep? Are you a sheep? Are you one of Christ's sheep today? Like, do you hear his voice? Do you try your best to follow him? Do you trust that he is working, that he's keeping his promise? This is what it means to be the sheep. John chapter 10, I was telling you just a minute ago, John chapter 10 says this, My sheep hear my voice. And here he tells us again, and I know them. And they follow me, and I, here's what, he, what happens when we follow the good shepherd. I give them eternal life, that's like forever, to them. And they shall never perish, and no one shall ever snatch them out of my hand. This is what Jesus is saying. Translation, come try to take one of my sheep. See what happens. These are my sheep. I know them, and I love them. I plead with all of you tonight. Listen to the voice of Jesus, the Good Shepherd. And would you follow him as he calls you? I want to read a section of scripture here in Psalm 23. Psalm 23, It's uh, it was one of the first psalms that I learned as a little kid. I remember uh, going to a daycare at a Christian uh, a Christian daycare at the church where my family went. And this is one of the first sections of scripture I read memorized. The version here is a little different so as I read this version my, the one that I've memorized is a, a, an older version of the Bible but here I want you to just, uh, want you to visualize and think about what we've talked about tonight. I want you just think about this shepherd uh, that Jesus has put in, in place and around us. And then we're going to worship. Would you just listen to this? It says this, the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. So such beautiful imagery in this, this text. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, translation: even in the difficult times, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of of my enemies you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever we're going to finish up with just one song and this song is all about our shepherd so let's worship The next part of this song comes from this story that Jesus tells. He says this, he says, uh, Jesus told them this peril, suppose one of of you had a hundred sheep and loses one. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home. Then he calls his friends and his neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents and over 99 righteous persons who don't need to repent. Let's continue singing about our shepherd who comes after us, who chases us down.